1: fellow Mavs sickos. This is Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief over at MavsMoneyBall.com. You're joining me for Pod Mavericks' first Mavs party of the regular season. For those of you who are listening on a recording a little later, probably on Thursday or maybe even early Friday, the Dallas Mavericks, as you well know, won against the San Antonio Spurs, 126 to 119. Josh Bow and I discussed that on our recap podcast, which is also on the feed and on the YouTube channel if you would like to go back and listen. But for now, this is our uh, sorry, third year, I think, of, of hosting this sort of fan cast where you join me up here and we talk about basketball until we are done talking about basketball. There is a link here in the YouTube show, which you can click on to be taken to a backstage area. Then I will go person by person talking basketball until we are done. I'll go through that a few more times during the course of the show, because we will probably get a lot of people picking up as we go on. Um, There aren't really any content warnings because this is not a show for children. Uh, Coming up first, I have my friend and yours. He was a once upon a time occasional Mavs Moneyball contributor with some of the weirdest shit we ever ran. He is the podcast producer for uh, JJ Reddick's absolutely incredible YouTube uh, show and podcast Old Man in the Three. Jason Gallagher, longtime Mavs fan. What in the hell is going on, my
2: friend? dude. I feel so alively. You know what I mean? Yes. That's how I'm starting this whole thing off with a POD reference because I'm happy. I'm happy, Kirk, and I, I I wrote down notes of things I want to tell you tonight. <laughs> That's how happy I am. I'm wearing a hat. Let's hear it. Let's okay. go. Let's talk. Mark. Number one, the future tomorrow is not promised, and right now our team is 1-0. So, I don't know what kind of analysis you got. You and Josh do the Lord's work by digging into the game. I, as a fan, and not a media member, by the way, I I resent you calling me that. Um, uh, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) As a fan, I am just absolutely thrilled. No notes. Super happy. Probably some notes, but I'm going to keep them in here. But super happy. I'm choosing happiness, Kirk. Join me. That, that's what I'm here for. Okay. That's what I'm
1: here for because this this whole endeavor is supposed to be fun, and yes, yes. somewhere probably right after the Knicks game where Lucas scored sixty points, twenty rebounds, and ten so assists, fun. so fun. The fun, the fun, really stopped. <laughs> it and stopped. it was it was briefly rejuvenated when Kyrie Irving joined, but the Mavericks just didn't have the horses. Luca was hurt, and it was clear they weren't going anywhere and Correct. we as as maz fans took an unbelievable amount of shit from high horse prognosticating assholes about how tanking is somehow the devil keep in mind the portland trailblazers and all world you know media uh, darling damian lillard gets <laughs> the tank year after fucking year to <laughs> no credit to, to to it doesn't hurt his uh his reputation whatsoever. But if the Mavericks make Luca sit for two games, he is somehow the spawn of Satan and the Mavericks maybe need to somehow, what is it? Fold as a team, The horse shit I heard from people who I like, I I was about to be stabby and, and I'm glad I, you know, I'm glad here's the thing. What they did was right. They ended up with Derek lively and this fucking rules.
2: This fucking rules. And, you know, this isn't in my notes, but I've been wanting to get this takeoff all summer, so just let me get it off. The people bitching about Lucas bitching in the World Cup need to go outside because my guy played in a World Cup because he likes to play basketball. Like, get out of here. He is one of the most pure things about this game. I said it. He's one of the most pure things about this game he wants to kill the people he's playing against he hates losing so much he looks like a whiny baby like he is as pure as something can get and yes he's going to mature and some of those things are going to fall off his shoulders hopefully but it's like are we really complaining about a guy who took slovenia deep into the fiba world cup walk go for a walk outside losers i'm sorry okay that was that was just a that was just an un. No, we have been holding
1: that. You've been holding that I'm Holding in. that for a
2: while. I right. can't believe people. Cause, okay. Cuz
1: you've been having to hear people from your position, you know, I I and I've listened to, to JJ's show. You've been having to hear people for a while talk about
2: how not interesting the Mavericks are. Well, okay. Sure. That would be interesting to me. Tonight was awesome. And as far as I'm concerned, they're interesting as hell. You know, it's opening night, whatever, whatever. It reminds me of like a Christmas Day game where it's like, whatever. Like Maybe we bank a shot like and miss it and hit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what to take other than I'm happy. So let's just leave it at that. Yep. So I'm going to keep going down my list. Okay. Um, let's just not forget. And I tweeted this. Okay. But let's not forget just how you're always in it. If Luca is on your team, you're always there. You're always there. I'm just yeah. I, I I just sort of live here like that's
1: that's kind of my 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 place of being I my co-editor and and co-site runner Josh Josh Bow is in the chat and it's like I just sort of live in a, in a state of maverick at all times which is really not mentally healthy no. um but it is like on a night like
2: tonight it's a whole lot of fun yeah and it's just, it, it's just that Luca I'm gonna interrupt it's just that Luca is at that stage in his career. Where the takes start flying. Oh, we saw it a little bit in the preseason where it's like, is this is he actually the best player on this team? Blah 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 blah. Dummy, dummy, dummy. Look, he is. He's one of the best players on this Planet. planet. He is a top three player. I'll say it. Sure. I'm not afraid. Um, no, he is a top three player in this league and you forget sometimes. And another one of my notes says that he needs to go full mustache. I believe
3: mm, that's, that's
2: heart. this I is a strong take. He needs to go full mustache. He needs to be the Zach Bryan of the NBA. I don't know if you know who that is, but he yeah. needs, he needs to embrace that role. Killers of the flower Luca, you know what
1: Ooh, I mean? okay.
2: Killers yeah, of the flower that. Luca is horrendous. That, that was off the, okay. and I need it. I need um, it. All right, so here's my other thing. Um, When I was thinking about how I feel about this team, I was like, man, a lot of things got to go right. Luca has to appear to play faster, which, man, he was really pushing it at times in in a Mm. good way. And um, JJ, I'm not – this is just complete (laughs) – uh, irony that i'm bringing him up but he talked about the deceleration that he is mm-hmm. just right at the rim that. and i think too when he goes faster that just enhances so Which much more change because it, it doesn't constantly like he,
1: he sometimes he operates like a school bus backing up <laughs> like beep beep, beep. Yeah. it's an inevitable process but tonight i mean he was it, it in the first quarter my wife who doesn't she'll she'll like make pithy comments but she's yeah. like is
2: he running fast? And i to say, yeah, he really is. So that was a what if for me is like, can he keep that pace up? I guess, you know, it's one game, obviously. But and, and obviously that has to do with him running back. And you mentioned this in your pregame show, which is awesome, by the way. But you mentioned that he was running, which means he wasn't arguing. Mm. He was arguing, but you can only argue so much when you're running. It's hard to or run. when It's nice. hard to talk when you're running. That's what I hate running with people. I have a friend who's always (laughs) like, let's run together. And I'm like, I'd rather die. (laughs) Um, The second big what if is, is, is lively, really ready to be, you know, the offspring of Tyson Chandler and Hakeem Olajuwon. And I think you might be my friend. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Anyways. um, All right. My third, my, well, I don't know what number I'm on. It's fine. Um, Um, I want to say that Jason Kidd looks more and more like an AI rendering of himself. Is he and,
1: taking the skinny person drug?
2: Like he, he the thing that leaf. might kill people I just, I, like as a Ozymandias or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> called. <laughs> he just looks good. His skin tone. He looks like he got a lot of sun. The, 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 it was about as good a, a, a goatee as I've I, like, it was just, you know, no notes. He lo, he looks like a fake human at this point and that's fine. Um, Grant Williams was a common calm calming presence. I felt, um, you guys had mentioned that layup and, it got me thinking about what you and Josh had said about the formula of the Dallas Mavericks. It's Luka, yep. it's a rim runner, and it's shooters. It's really nice when those shooters can do other things, though. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we, We've had shooters that really, really struggled to dribble and to shoot layups. This isn't hating, but it is like Grant Williams being able to do some things josh green being able to do some things that was nice I don't know if, I don't know where you where you,
1: okay.
2: I, it's no no we're letting you get we're letting you get
1: takes off and this is where yeah, I, I wish I had a, a few pro- left I've only got a few left This is where I I wish I had a producer because I have people texting me I have people asking in the chat what's going on I'm not good at I, well I am really good at multitasking I'm not this good at multitasking Keep going with the takes I like these You're it's doing a wonderful
2: job I I was going to say Kyrie Irving has massive balls mm, and he always has to Keep shooting he always has, though, that like that's his M.O. Is that like and that's kind of over a long stretch of time. That is a a very positive thing on a basketball team because it's like he is one of those players that he can go over for 10. And if you don't leave him still, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a I think it's a it's a real thing. Um, man, it was kind of nice. Not not watching a lot of Dwight Powell. I'm saying positive. Sure. I'm but Dwight why,
1: Powell is an emergency case option versus Dwight Powell for 24 minutes is a
2: different c- circumstance just you know is. what I was really thinking about this and it's like I was thinking about Dwight Powell because I I like him as a like a person um and I I like how hard he looks like he's always trying um Dwight Powell would have made an amazing Brian Cardinal that's <clears throat> my but imagine, Brian, but imagine if Brian Cardinal was starting. That's right. No, that's right. That's right. This is okay. great. All right. Um, oh, I have a note. You look like the new state farm uh, pitch man. <laughs> Sure. Sure. <laughs> Jason, you have been fantastic. I appreciate you I staying
1: up. I appreciate you staying up late to hang out with us
2: yeah brother are you kicking me off because i said the state farm thing no do you have more takes no that was my last take but i i just was curious if this
1: no well, i i've never The only the second time i've had this happen where i keep getting notifications that people are attempting to join the room but the waiting room is full so it's like it's made it's a good problem it just makes me anxious
2: genuinely if i could share my screen right now my last note really was yeah you really should subscribe to this channel if you're a Mavericks fan because you and Josh are very, 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 very good. None of this bullshit. You guys actually talk about the game, and it's very nice, and I mm-hmm. like it. I like so it. About you, man. Shout Thanks, out, man. To I'm you. really, like
1: really it. glad you you came, and I hope you, you hope you come in during the the regular season games where it's fun. Oh, it's so hard to sleep
2: after these games. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in succession, I don't respect people who get good sleep. There's a line, between <laughs> that and I'm leaving. <laughs>
1: You have a good night, Jason. We'll talk soon. See you, brother. All right. Um. Let's see here. So while while we're we have a break between people, I'm Jason was up here for probably longer, and I'm going to try to keep most folks. That's okay. All right. Um. I want to fly through people, give as many people uh, an opportunity to platform as possible. While I'm talking about it, I would really like it if you could go ahead and hit that like button down there at the bottom. It helps me somehow. If you could also consider subscribing to Pod Maverick, that would also be pretty important. Um, we're, I have a kind of a soft goal for 5,000 subscribers by the end of the season. We're at like 1,600 right now. I mean, we started in April of last year. Josh and I don't know what we're doing. We do this for fun. Um, and, and we really want you to join with us. All right. So remember, if you are trying to join the, the waiting room and it tells you no, try back in a little bit. I'm going to fly through some people because I have a number of folks that say they want to talk to me. Um, Dave DeFore, I'm going to get you in a minute because you aren't in here, but he said,
0: we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Uh, Dave DeFore The Athletic wanted to join in, but first I'm going to bring up longtime listener, and caller for what probably two years now my man ewan god what a
5: beautiful beard you have
1: and you have the same hat as jason look at that what's going on tonight guy you're uh you're muted
5: oh sorry yeah okay. how you been man
1: i'm all right is your wife mad at you for watching the nah. match game until <laughs> oh, one she's day? sleeping
5: so I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my takes in before she hears me
1: <laughs> mm, let's go with it
5: oh man um it's good to be back you know glad it's i got my season tickets it's good to be back. Good to be back. But um what, what was your thought on the starting lineup? When you first saw that, what you thought
1: about that? Um, Jason Kidd is a war criminal. I thought <laughs> that was the first six minutes of the game where I'm just like, stop Rick Carlisle Dark Souls coaching, where you make the game hard on yourself. That yeah. was an attempt to what it was an attempt to do was to see if if Wemby would guard Maxi. And instead, what happened is he guarded Derek Jones Jr., only he didn't guard Derek Jones Jr. He stood at the elbow, put his Condor ass arms out, and effectively became uh, a shutdown corner. Um, I'm thinking of a Denver Bronco. Uh, Gosh, he was traded for Clinton Portis. What the hell is his
5: name? Um, Bailey?
1: Yeah, he's Champ Bailey. That's what he did, only football. Um, Yes. So. (sighs)
5: <sighs> Tell me what else you're thinking. Yeah, when I saw that I was like, what, what is he doing? Just start Lively. I mean, you had the same five running Lively through Oh, I, I have through, a theory. I, you want to hear
1: my theory? My my theory is Doyle Raider wrote a post on how Derek Lively is ready to start. Jason Kidd read that because he reads stuff and was like, mm, I'm not gonna. I, it's a conspiracy theory that's simply unprovable, and I maybe I'm full of shit. But, like, that just seems like the kind of thing he he does.
5: And it's like... It's like, why – he did this last year for the first 10 games. Hopefully, don't take 10 games for him to realize that Lively is what we need. But it's like, why keep putting your team in a hole to start the game? I mean, you have worldly players like Luke and Kyrie that can bail you out and get you back into the game, but don't put your team through that, you know? Start the kid. Let him get the nerves out. Let him get the feel out. Let him get it out. He making a mistake. Let him make it early. Get it out now. It's the first game. So what? Get it out. Don't wait till game 10 to decide to start him. And then he still gotta go through his kinks, he gotta go through his, you know, his learning curves and stuff like that. Get it out the way now. Just we know what Maxie's gonna do. We know what Powell is gonna give us. See what the kid. The only thing he can do is be is be positive. Like he's not gonna be worse than Dwight Powell. It's, it's not it's not gonna happen. So just let the kid start. Well, did you, you know?
1: see him in preseason? Because I thought he played good enough in preseason to to justify starting.
5: Exactly. And we see what Josh Green too is like. He did it, he did it with Holiday when Holiday signed. Mm-hmm. He benched Josh Green. Now you bench him for Derek Jones. Like he, Derek Jones is you know, not even out there. Like keep keep the three ball handlers on the court. So you have, you know, you have options to move around and, you know, attack the offense more, especially with Lively not really having an offensive game. You know, Derek Jones you know he's not really he's kinda of like a spot up shooter and he's not a good shooter. So it's like yes. he's pretty much, you know, useless out there. But um, the main thing I want to say is um, the minutes distribution. I loved it today. Like, you know, Luca always played the first quarter, the whole first quarter. So, then he played, like, the first eight minutes. Took him out at the four-minute mark. He got some rest. They brought him back in with, like, 30 seconds left. Like, that, that's how I want it to be. If you could keep him like that all year, then we should be good. Like, I was never a fan of him playing the whole first, the whole third. It's like, he's going to be gassed. Well, in the minutes distribution, he only ended
1: up playing 34 minutes. And he talked about before the game sort of how the minutes would be different. And I'm curious if that's a thing because they're worried about his calf or if that's a thing because um, they are really trying something new. I hope it's trying something new because you want Luka to be able to play 38 to 42 minutes. You don't want to have – like he he doesn't – if he has to play that many –
5: it's just that things are not going to end up well. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, and and if that's what they're going to do for the for the whole season, is like, you know, change it as the game goes, but don't have a set. That's right. Like parameters for every game, like first quarter, every game, third quarter, every game. Like if it's going well, you know, the team's flowing, like take them out, pull them out early, get them some rest. You know, let the team do their thing. Like don't have just set times for him to be in and out the game. Well, so they so they
1: actually have to do that. They, because if a player – players, like, kind of thrive on routine. So if they're going to – but but what you're kind of implying here is is as long as they can be a little bit less rigid with the right. routine. And that's where it felt like they were such a slave to it because Luca would, would be gassed at the end of the first quarter.
5: Exactly. 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 And um, uh, what else I got to say? What else I got to say? Is like with, with Lively, you see, like, you know, that's – that stuff that we've been missing, like, you know, the, the the ability to finish, the activeness, just the impact of him being on the floor and, like, him and, like, Graham Williams are, like, glue players that we need. Like, we had glue players, like, with Finney Smith, yep. you know, just like the last guest said, Gallagher, but um, these guys, they do more like, that you may not see if you're not watching the Mavs game, you know? You may see the box screen, you be like, oh, he had 15 points, oh, he had, he had a good game, but if you're not watching the game, you're not going to see the impact of what they was really doing, and you can see once Lively was in the game, our defense was completely different. And Grant Williams, he, you know, he frustrated when me on a little bit, and you need that, even if it's for a few minutes a game against the best players on the opposing team, you need that, you know. And you see that Grant Williams—he's somebody that's gonna fight and capable of making an open shot, not, open, not even a, just a spot-up shot. He can catch, reset, and make the bucket. You know what I'm saying? So, and that. That's something that we've been missing for the last few years. But yeah, well,
1: I'm really glad you're back with us again. It's kind of weird. Um, I, this is gonna sound weird. I'm th- I'm like 40 years old, and I had the Mavs Moneyball staff over a couple of days ago. And it's like a bunch of people that talk to each other online, but never really get to see each other. And like, once you get to a certain point in your life, it's like no new friends. Like I'm too old to like meet people. And then it's like where I live, even in Dallas, like a lot of my neighbors aren't Mavs fans. So it's really great to be able to talk basketball with people. It, it's lovely. So I'm really glad that that you're coming in and staying up late with us. Um, do you have anything else before I uh, hop on to somebody else?
5: Lastly. I mean, I know we love playing fast. I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. playing fast. But if we're playing fast and we're not – we're sloppy, just let Luka do his thing because when Luka do his thing, as we saw in this game, he just – like you said, the school bus with the N1, the slowing, the slow two-step and the N1 bucket, like he's so smart. And he went like – after he made that N1, he was like this, like I'm too smart for this. And we seem like we got capable players that, you know, are very – I would say all basketball players are high IQ, but they're more on the level of what Luca may want around the team with him. You know what I'm saying? So once yep. you have those people that can somewhat seize things ahead of time, like how Luca does, then I think we're going to have a great season. So That's right.
1: Well, man, you're great. Thanks so much for staying up
5: late. All right, man. I'll see you on the next on the Friday. Next oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> we're here Friday. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next, then, um, we're going to bring up my guy, Austin, who is a former Mavs Moneyball contributor, now writes for the magazine, and I occasionally rate him hanging out. What's going on, dude? Austin? Austin can't hear us, can he?
6: What's up, man? There I'm, we are. I'm I'm so sorry that I had Can, can you hear me?
1: I can now. It's a little bit of a time delay for some oh. reason.
6: Sorry, I had two tabs open. I think it was holding me back.
1: No. Well, we'll let oh. you cook. Tell me what you're thinking. Oh, oh wow. Well, that's the way it goes sometimes. All right. Austin, maybe he'll rejoin here in a little bit. Um, coming up next, then we're going to bring uh, my friend Karam, who's there in the chat, talking about wanting uh, to, to come up and, and talk some hoops with us. Thanks so, thanks so much for, uh, did I say your name right? I'm really awful with names.
7: No, you're good. What are you thinking? What would you think of
1: the game tonight? Let's talk some hoops.
7: Cool. Um, I did some bullet points. Can I go over it? Absolutely.
1: I love um, people who take notes during games. It makes me <laughs> feel sane because I do the same thing.
7: So one of the things I noticed was Luca didn't bitch at the refs. Um, he didn't throw tantrum. And I think there was an instant where Grant wilms was Grant Williams was going at it with the ref, and Luca told him to shut up and go to the bench, which is uncharacteristic of of Luca, right? That's so right. to to see that growth in real time was impressive because he didn't lose his composure, and usually when he does, he doesn't get back on the defensive end. And that causes chaos for us in a negative way. So I I saw that, and that was a nice thing to see. Um, I guess another note I had was um, just the visual reception that Lively has. So there was an instance where he got a tip back and he threw it. He tipped it to – Hardaway. Hardaway missed the three-pointer, but you can see Lively following Hardaway's movements and the trajectory of the ball and perfectly timing it for a put-back dunk. I thought that was very impressive because we don't have anyone who does that or could do that, relatively speaking. Well, the the
1: thing about that I've liked about Lively's athleticism is that he's so purposeful with it. He doesn't leave his feet. Do you remember? Like we have Willie Collie Stein and Javale yeah. McGee, two unbelievable athletes that had no idea how to yeah. functionally use their God-given talents.
7: Yeah. And Lively well, they wanted to do more. They wanted to do more. Yes, then, and then they would they often screw themselves. Them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So and it was fun. That, that ball tracking was amazing. Yeah. That putback.
7: Yes. Um. And I and I and that was something that um, shocked me. I mean, I, I don't even think I don't remember a center that we had that could do that. And I've been a Mass fan since 1990. I'm 36, so I don't I don't. Brent, like Brendan Wright was pretty good at it. Dwight I, yeah. and,
1: and, and Tyson Chandler was out, but the, the way basketball was played, even though you know, was just different. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. fun to be able to see that he, that he does it.
7: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice to see. Um, can I do two more quick takes? Yeah. I, no, I, I stay up football. until we're
1: done. That's the part. Okay. Like my wife is, is going <laughs> to kill me by the end of the year, but like we stay. this is what I do. We stay up until we're done. It's, Fantastic. it's
7: great. Fantastic. Um, You know, I was really impressed with Grant Williams. I kind of figured that's how we would utilize him. I mean, he made life difficult for Wemby. He helped contribute to what I think Wemby had five turnovers. So he helped really contribute to that. He was a big body that was important to really make Wemby's debut not so fun. Um, And he made timely threes. I mean... I don't I don't have the box score but I think he has 17 points and 6 rebounds. Yes. Um, I mean that's pretty impressive and we we I don't remember anyone on our team previously that could do that. I mean the thing about him that makes him different than Dorian Finney-Smith is he can dribble the ball. I mean he made a couple good front to back, you know, transition uh, points um, yep. and I don't think Dorian had that in him or if he did he didn't learn it too much later on in um his development with the Mavericks so seeing that and and seeing that he has more of a repertoire is is important because I think you used to say, can we have someone who can fucking dribble the ball? <laughs> It's nice. It's nice when it's people nice. That play basketball it's and have
1: nice. basketball skills. It's, it's great.
7: nice. Yeah. So to see him being able to do that was was nice. So. Um, it was. It was fun. Yeah. Uh Green was a Tasmanian devil. Luca was Luca. I mean there's what can I say about that? Um I do want to point out something that you said about you know lively not starting. I I don't know if you saw Jason Kidd's press conference about it. I did not. So um, I wrote it down just so I can mention it to you, uh, just so you would know, and for everyone who didn't know or heard it, uh, he didn't want Lively to start simply because he was worried that he might get foul trouble quickly, kind of like how Wemby did. I know you roll your (laughs) eyes, but I I, understand what he was saying. And um, he also was worried that he might have an NBA jitter being his first time, so he thought by bringing him with the second unit that might help him, but he was surprised about his performance. Um, and he did say that the goal was to start lively, uh, but it would just take time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see. Other than that, thank you. I mean, this was my first time I've been following you and Josh since you've been doing this. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And hopefully I can have more opportunities.
1: Sure. No, it's fun. It's fun to just, it's it's nice to be able to talk a little basketball and actually say things instead of, um, you know, either like I used to do. My wife, had, at a certain point, my wife was like, I don't care. Stop talking to me about these things. So that's why I started doing this. So I'm glad, glad you hung out with us. All right. I hope you come back. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Uh, we're going to try Austin and see if his 1990s internet has improved again. What's up? This is amazing. Austin still still doesn't have internet.
6: I think I got mine fixing and now Kirk, you're you're paused.
1: No. This is you. This is you. I have where everyone else can see Austin and Austin cannot see us. He may he may have to join by phone. That that might be the best way forward, Austin. <laughs> All right. Okay. Austin, I'm gonna boot you. You can you and i can be friends later just join join by phone if you want all right this is great um all right so we're gonna go to my guy leo um leo what are you thinking today my man
8: hi is mike okay
1: oh yeah you're good
8: all right uh so I saw some people on Twitter saying that Josh Green's defense was lackluster. Can you explain to me was his was him trying to get people to the rim part of the part of the scheme, or is that just him not like having to step off uh, and not being able to contain the driver?
1: Probably the latter. But I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you and say that I was watching Green's footwork close enough. Um, there was at certain points in the game when he was in, particularly in the second half, I was I was reaching like fan panic mode. And was not able to um was not able to figure this out. So that would be that that was kind of my my challenge. I I didn't really like none of the Mavericks were really particularly great at defense tonight. The team-based stuff, right? You know, a kid was screaming at them a lot and they got just enough stops. But I mean again, they gave up 119 points. So I'm not sure, you know, Luke was talking about, oh, our defense was good for three quarters. It 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 wasn't. <laughs> like they have a long way to go as a team
8: our defense was good when Derek Lively was out might be the better way of putting that
1: yeah yes
8: Uh, because I mean he did have really good pressure like during the last fourth quarter when they were bringing the ball up and it was him and Kyrie and I thought he did a really good job of trying to eat up time but as the game went on I remember SJ tweeted out it's like the, the tape's gonna look ugly I just I'd like to get your point of view on it and then because it felt like a bad Josh Green game, even though he scored double digits. We had a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players scoring double digits, which feels wrong to say for a Mavs team. But I mean, if this is what a bad, if, personally, if this if this is what a Josh Green, a bad Josh Green feels, uh, I'm bored, mouth. If this is what a bad Josh Green game feels like, I'm excited to see what a good Josh Green, a good game looks like.
1: I agree with that. I, I didn't think it was a bad game. He had two open threes and really helped save things.
8: All right. Well, that's it for me. I hope everyone's having a good night, and I hope you guys find a way to go to sleep. Go, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Talk soon, buddy. Leo, you're the best. All right. Let's go. We have a, a different Austin with a Working Internet, and then I'll try to bring my, my, uh, my former colleague, Austin, back up on stage. Austin with Working Internet, welcome to the show. What's going on?
9: Hey, Kirk. How are
1: you? I'm great. What are you thinking tonight?
9: Not too much, man. I'm actually in San Antonio, which is why I couldn't hop on the video, so I got to go to the game, and uh, it was pretty incredible, man. It's pretty wild to see Wimby in person, for sure.
1: What so you you, talk to me about? What some in arena
9: observations that that you had? Um, I mean nothing crazy. It's pretty similar to going to a Mavs game. They really celebrate like the Mexican heritage there, which is really cool. But uh, Mm. other than that, it was it was pretty identical to a Mavs game, honestly. But um, it was pretty hilarious. There's quite a few Mavs fans there, and there's actually one a couple rows ahead of me wearing a Josh Green jersey and he was like screaming the entire time, dancing in the stands. He was on video multiple times and he was cracking up everyone around him. So that that was pretty funny. But man, Kyrie's so smooth when you see him in person. So that was really fun to watch. And at the end of the day, you know, we just got to start green and lively instead of whatever this goofy shit kid's doing, mind games or whatever he wants to blame that reasoning on. But um yeah, I think that's ultimately what we need to get to. And Man, TSJ, like, he started out pretty hot and then cooled off. But I think him, if he really falls into that six-man role, that could be great for us. I think Exum could get some serious minutes for us. You know, he he could definitely facilitate a little bit. And his defense, I thought, was better than I expected. Um, and, yeah, man, Devin Vassell is a stud. I don't know if you get to watch him much, but he's pretty incredible. He was
1: amazing tonight. And a lot of people, I think, didn't know who he was when he signed that extension. Like, why are you paying Devin Vassell to all this? That's why. He was awesome. If, if yeah. he had more shots, they might have won.
9: He's oddly, like, never talked about in the media, but he was incredible to watch. And, like, he's a guy where if he was on this maps team as our third option, like, we could probably contend with someone like that. Like, he's so smooth. It's pretty incredible. And then the only frustrating thing I'd say in the game is Jeremy Sohan, he's a fun player to watch as well. But, man, he falls down more than Embiid
6: does. Like, He's kind of wild.
1: Before, he's he's, he's, on he's really – He's really a wild basketball player, and it works both for and against him. And as the game yeah. wore on, it really started working against him, I think.
9: Yeah, for sure. And you can tell he's getting frustrated by it.
1: That's right. Oh, oh man. man. That's all I got. I'm jealous that you got to go to that game. That's a hell of a game to go to, man.
9: I got to fib a little bit and pay for it on the work time. So that's, that's even better. That. Good
1: for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope yeah. you come back and join us in other games, all right?
9: Will do. See
1: ya. Right. Talk soon. All right, now we're going to try uh, my friend Austin again, which I had him switch devices. Um, sometimes that works. So, Austin, what about now? Can you hear me now?
6: I think we're, we're going to have to put on tonight. I, I don't are. know what, what is happening with my internet, Well, my connection here. If, I, I can see myself, but I can't see you, Kurt.
1: If you could try it from your phone... It'll work the exact same. We'll see, though. Okay, whatever. All right, Austin, you're the best. This is great. This is technology in 2020. It's like it's like FaceTiming with my mom. Um, Ruben, my guy, you've been
4: waiting patiently. What's going on? Oh, uh, man. Uh, just here to bring the positivity. The Mavs got a game one win, and I don't know how long, I feel like.
1: It's been a long time.
4: It's like, been a very long time. <laughs> I was like, man, are we going to lose to the Spurs because of the hype of Wimby? Like. Certainly felt that way. Okay. Before you tell me anything
1: else, I, I need you to help me with something because you sent me a link today. <laughs> you sent me a link today with it. It was the Mavs social media video. Can you talk me through that a little bit? to Tell the whole crowd what was going on, because I want to I want to give you some props on this, because I'm pretty sure it was you.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, so I did the beat uh, as a song called Ice Cream Paint Job by the road. We're both from Dallas. He actually, you know, we're born and raised. We made a song when we were like 20 or whatever, and it uh-huh. went platinum And it. You know, it, it just they play it at every Mavericks game every night. At a home game, and they even played in Cali a lot. Um, that's where it really uh, grew its legs. Um, but um, uh, uh, to uh, to bring up what you were saying, yeah, I sent you a post because you know, like I I feel like I talk to you more than like yes. only than, like you know three. I, way, well, I three love years. sharing stuff. Yeah, like I know stuff. a lot of people, but um, not a lot of people I can speak about the math so freely with. Sure. So uh, you're you're cool as hell. Um, but yeah, um, DeRoe came to me like maybe two months ago and he was like, hey, uh, uh, we might want to recreate the beat. So I redid the beat or whatever um, because it was like it was made in like early 2000s. And um, I didn't know what his plan was, but I was like, sure. Da da And uh, and he hit me yesterday. He like he texted me. He was like, hey, heads up. Um, just be ready to reach out to whoever to get the clearances and stuff like that. I'm not going to go into the music. Sure. No, it's all the rights stuff. issues. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, half
1: my shit. I showed a, I showed a YouTube video that showed a Panda Hank video. I did one of these live. Yeah. And it demonetized my video and yeah, I was like, I don't know how any of this stuff works. <laughs> I'm just clicking buttons and showing stuff. And it's like, yeah, you can't do that. So,
10: yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind yeah. of the way
1: rights, st- the right stuff is tricky that way. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah.
4: Yeah he texted me yesterday. So I was like, sure. Duh, 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 i send my word to the right people. And this morning i wake up and I see the video and like the Mavs tag me in and He tagged me in it and it was like a cinematic thing. And he told me, he was like, it's going to be a cinematic thing, but I didn't know what it was for or whatever. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I trust you. Duh, 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 duh. And it's the Mavs like hype the season hype video <laughs> and, and um and it was wanna, awesome it, it and i want to give a shout out to uh i wish i uh, it was a is another guy uh that's Dallas based that you know remixed it everything and i reached out to him and told him he did an amazing job so he, i hope he watches this um and just let him know he did an amazing job on the remix and everything um but yeah it was just something that just came about it's awesome man out of the blue and i'm so grateful and um i definitely wanted to clear it to the city and i hope i was a part of the mavericks <laughs> mavericks win that's right tonight. <laughs> but, so 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 give me your thoughts on the game let's fire away I hey, I, i'm one gonna one be in the morning quick I, I know it's a whole bunch of mass fans that want to get their takes off um love to every one of y'all and i just want to say first off like what get my negative out Jason Kidd, don't do that again with the the starters. Don't. I, I know that Wimby scares you a little bit, you know, but and he scares everybody. But that was not the right move that you did to have, you know, Derrick Jones Jr. and Maxi on the court at the same time in a starting lineup. I it 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 almost torpedoed the game. It it literally gave 40, 40, 45 points in the first quarter um but after that um derrick lively jr is a a a stud the guy had more points and more rebounds than wimby that like even the esp oh my god jj there was a thing called like jj actually said i went up to the rest and said stop calling fouls on wimby i'm like isn't that illegal like Richard Jefferson and J.J. went up to the ref and said, stop calling fouls on Wimby. But that's besides the point. Um, But lively is something the Mavs haven't had with Luka in so long. And Derek Lively is good, but Luka is going to make him great. Um, I I, I don't want to go into detail until I see some more games, but he will feast like Luca will set him up with a, a platter. He is literally like if he can average 10 and 10, he's averaging yeah. right 16 and 10. Yeah. What, what, what's your thoughts on lively, just lively period.
1: If, if they're able to do what they're able to do tonight and the Spurs may not be a great example because obviously Wimby exists, but the Spurs also aren't that good. If they're able to replicate the kind of stuff Dwight Powell was able to do, but over a slightly longer timeline, it forces defenses to adjust, which makes the rest of what the Mavericks are trying to do on offense easier. Luka had a couple of shots at the rim tonight that he wasn't getting by the end of last year, like right at the rim type layups. He had one cool pump fake, that sort of stuff. And so that that stuff gets easier if Lively's functional. And my kind of baseline for him, if I'm just like throwing out numbers, would be like kind of a seven and seven. Not you know, he's gonna play 20 minutes. That'd be outstanding if he plays 20 minutes a game. Now if he plays more, I'm gonna be really excited. Tonight he played 31, which is a wow, lot. Wow. And and he only had he had four personal fouls, but two of them were on screens. And so we're, we, there are going to be nights where he doesn't play that many. So it's like just kind of a soft seven and seven for me would be huge. Um, the rebounds, Luca grabbed so many. I mean, Luca had 14 boards tonight. Grant Williams had a whole, had six. So it's like sometimes rebounds are going to be harder to come by, but that's okay because the Mavericks got crushed on the boards for so
4: long. I'm just, I'm pleased to see the variety of what we're, what we're watching. And, and a couple of times I felt like Luca, you know, Luca's going to be Luca. He had, it was him and Lively at the board where he could have just lobbed it up to Lively, I want to say at least three times for an easy score, but he chose to, you know, go for the corner three yeah. or pass it out for a corner three. I hope he, uh, you know, builds that trust in Lively and, you know, the as the season goes along. Um, and just to piggyback on, I feel like uh, what you were saying about the fouls, I feel like Lively and Wimby were – having those rookie calls and um, just just learning how to play in the NBA. Both of them were, you know, definitely getting fouled, Wimby more than lively. Yep. But I, I can't wait to see the future of that battle going back and forth for, you know, seasons to come. Um, and uh, just one of my last points, Grant Williams, oh, man. Um, he had a block three towards the end of the game. I can't remember. I think it was in the fourth quarter. And I can't remember another Dallas Mav doing that. And his his defense on Wimby, I think he had a uh, a steal on Wimby. If I'm not mistaken, he's wide. Like he's not as tall as Luca, but he's wide. Well, he's shorter like, than Tim Hardaway. He's yeah. like six four at some point. I don't know. I mean, he's not
1: that short. I've yeah, I thought he was person, a little bit like, taller. He's like that. he's, but he's he's built kind of like he's hefty. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and. And Players aren't use, built like that.
4: <laughs> and he uses body on Wimby. Yeah. But I think for Wimby to become the, the great player he he should become is to uh uh not take so many fouls and learn how to play the NBA game because it's it's different from the Euro League, sure. and he'll he'll learn that after his first game. Oh, yeah. Um and just on on Josh Green Island. There's no um, Island, it's a continent. Man, it's no island no more. He owns it's a he 41
1: million dollar it, continent. It's
4: nice. Man, uh, if Peninsula, it wasn't, I don't know. If, yeah, it, it's something <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. It's no longer it's the Josh, the state of Texas Josh Green state. I don't know, but if it's not for J Kid holding him back, and which we all know after this game, even the announcers were stating the starting lineup throughout the game is Lively and Josh Green in with that other starting lineup that started uh, tonight. Um, but Josh Green's energy on um, on a couple defensive possessions, it was Josh Green, Grant William, and Lively. Um, it was on that possession where uh, Lively, Lively was guarding the paint. He had to come up to the three-point line, and Josh saw it and ran all the way to the opposite side of the court to have a like a arid pass, and I believe the Mavs got the ball back because it was just off trajectory. With his energy and his focused, with his his quickness and agility, Josh Green is a monster. And J Kid took him out when he was getting hot from three. Like I don't understand it, but I'm so I'm so hyped for this season and what a opening game win we got an opening game win and I will always be hyped for the rest of the night and pretty much for the rest of the season but great job Kurt love the pod and uh hey go Mavs baby let's go we'll talk soon thanks buddy all right we're
1: at about 45 minutes um we got nine or six or seven more people waiting to go we're gonna fly through folks so now we're gonna try my friend Austin one last time and it looks like he has working internet now Friend of the show, Austin. There we go. I can World tell this working is working. now.
6: I don't know. I don't... You're going to have to blame my company. My company not, my... It, dude, and, Netscape
1: and is not a good company. You shouldn't be using <laughs> Netscape. Those AOL CDs, they don't work. What's going on?
6: It, not, nothing much. I just want to be here and uh, sing the lively praises. Lively Jerk. was my, my, my number one prospect for the Mavericks. Ooh. Going back all the way to March, he was the number one guy that I watched all, all college basketballs. And I was like, this is the guy that they need i've never been so right about a prospect i i thought he was gonna be i thought he was gonna be good i didn't think he was gonna be good like (laughs) obviously immediately but you know just everything that everyone likes about him uh his demeanor the way that he goes about basketball his his size his skill set his basketball iq that all translated in college in the second half of the season i think he had a very he had a very strange college season just because he got hurt early on and then he played against another really, like, highly touted big man who was, like, a really good big man, who was, like, a good offensive big man who, like, posted up and, like, played close to the basket who's going to come out next season. So he didn't touch the ball a lot. And, but by the end of the season, he was a really, he was the best defensive player in college basketball. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really translating now. I mean, this he just had, I I want to say, I, I need to confirm it with somebody who's watched some of the 80s Mavs, because I didn't watch that era of the Mavericks, that was the best rookie debut of any Maverick in franchise history.
1: Um, it was one of the best rookie debuts like ever. Um, Mav- yeah. So Mavs me, I'm sorry. Stat Muse uh, said first rookie in over forty seasons with a fifteen and ten on eighty percent field goal percentage in the season opener.
6: And how many of those came in a win?
1: Ah, uh, that's a great question. I don't and know.
6: were they also? He played thirty minutes. I didn't that's think what. Uh, yeah. If you ever told me Derek Lively played thirty minutes in the season opener, I'm like, I guess we're 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 doing well. I mean, kid controlled <laughs> the entire fan base with that starting lineup. The starting lineup was was funny. I, I I got the idea. I I think what he wanted to do was to save Derek Lively from foul trouble, and also that San Antonio crowd was crazy because they were
1: nuts. It was great. I loved it.
6: It was great. It was a great matchup, and also it's a, the Wemby debut. It's one of the most highly like touted. Or like most like you know anticipated games in NBA history, yeah. And I think he didn't want Lively to get into foul trouble. Now, why Josh Green didn't start, I don't know. Like Derek Jones Jr. Just that's really just that's just not the answer. But if you look at the minutes distribution at the end of the game, the top five players in minutes were Luca, Kyrie, Josh Green, Grant, and Derek Lively. Which at the end of the day, like that's that's what you want to see. You want to see your top your five best players. Playing the most minutes, and I think kid got it right towards the end of the game. He just, you know, he did the typical like galaxy brain kid decision to start Maxi and Derek Jones Jr. But I think what happens like everyone realized that Derek Wilder is just that good. They couldn't they couldn't keep him off the floor. Like he he was so good, and he was so good to the defense. Like his, his rim protection, he just deters everyone from the rim. His rebounding the way he boxes out, the way he runs the floor, and the way he's also – he was also good on offense. I did not expect him to be good on offense at all. I was like, if he does anything on offense, it was going to be additive. Yep. But he was like a positive factor on offense. He was, I don't know, their second, third best player for it to today. I mean, it was very, very impressive. Like Third I, I high wrote, score. Yeah,
1: he tied with Grant Williams, 17. No, that's Tim Hardaway. Sorry. So he he had uh, uh, sixteen points. So he was he was their fifth highest score. It was great. You're right.
6: I I was very impressed. I was very happy to see that he's already what they what they needed him to be. Because honestly, if they didn't have him, they wouldn't be very good. You when he was off the floor, it looked like their defense from last season. That's right. Atrocious. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm gonna uh, appreciate you sticking through and pushing through. I hope you come in here again. Also, hope you go change that fire alarm battery that's beeping in the background. We can uh, hear that too.
6: I'm I'm absolutely for it. It's my ceilings are like are like 15 feet high, so I have to call somebody to come change it.
1: Oh no, dude! When I moved into the house that we bought, the the chandelier in the in the the like the entryway none of the lights were out, and my wife asked why that was and the owner said we don't own a ladder and i'm like <laughs> what are you doing owning a home and you don't have like go buy a mm-hmm. anyway i'm sorry that is that that you're, you're right. dealing with that in the middle of the night sucks you might have to go sleep outside
6: it's it's tough it's tough but I, at least i'll sleep easy because we won tonight
1: all right man thanks for uh, thanks for uh, uh pushing through with the tech front all right all right
6: see you guys All right.
1: uh, Let's see here. We got Ben coming up next. Ben coming back to the show. Ben, what's going on? We're going to give Ben a second to figure out the audio element. He's got a cool avatar though on the screen. Um, I'll wait for him to come back here. Maybe we will punt Ben for a second until he lets me know that he's back. We're going to go to Sam. Sam, are you there? Can you hear me?
11: Kirk, can you hear me?
1: I can. Welcome back, my guy. It's been a very, very long time since we've
11: talked. It, it has been a long time. Um, Mavs basketball is back. I love it. Um, I'll be quick because, you know, game was great. Obviously, everybody was talking about Wambi, which is deserved because I think he's going to be a generational talent. But, uh, yeah, D-Live, he, was, uh, he showed up and he showed out. Um, real quick point, I think the defense is really bad in the first quarter because I'm not gonna lie. Maybe except a couple of you know practices, they probably never even talked to you on the court. <laughs> those five, those three of those guys are still learning each other's names. Like, exactly. what, are, what are we doing exactly? So I'll I'll kind of give it a pass for that. You know the defense wasn't great. It was giving me a lot of last year vibes, which scared me a little bit. But um, Luca was Luca. Kyrie he he picks it up in the fourth, but we're gonna need him to be more consistent, obviously. Uh, Josh Green, I think he had a good game all the way around. All this considered, even though he didn't start. Um, you can obviously see he's improved and you just see, you know, if he isn't a starting lineup, I think he'll give us another athletic player that we just haven't had. Um, which I really like about this team, you know, with D live, Josh, Green, yep. Eric Jones, Jr. We just got a lot of, athletic, a, a, a lot of athleticism that we just haven't had. So, um, I think that would come, you know, that would come key in bigger games down the stretch. And, uh, yeah, the defense in the fourth quarter, I think all things considered was pretty good. Um, they were moving around. Grant Williams was around just blocking shots, uh, just being aggressive. Luka was actually playing some pretty good defense down the stretch. So I'll give him credit for that. I didn't see him bitch as much, as, except, you know, a couple times in the fourth. So that's good. If he can, I'm praying a guy can keep that up the whole season. And uh, yeah, other than that, like, if we can play like this all year, uh, Tim Hardaway gives to. Give it some hard way, take it away. You know, he was hot in the first quarter and a half, and then he sold the rest of the game. Um, I'd like to see Seth Curry get some more playing time, if that's the case. But, you know, maybe Kid had his reasons, so I'm not going to complain about that. And, yeah, like I said, hopefully we can de- develop a rotation. And, um, you know, I would love to see Jaden play. I would love to see Seth play. I'd like to see other guys play. But, you know, I unfortunately, I think it's going to take somebody getting hurt for those guys to play more, which – Is going to happen, unfortunately, just because that's just the way the league works nowadays. So, yeah, uh, I think we'll we'll be in good shape, and uh, I'll take a season win. That's a season open and win. I'll definitely take it.
1: Sam, you're the best. Thanks for hopping in and hanging out with us.
11: Hey, have a good night. All right, you too.
1: All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to go Krishna, then we're going to go Ben. Actually, you know what? We're going to go Ben next because we're going to see if Ben's audio is back now. Ben, are you there? Yes. Did I get it working now? There we go. What's
12: happening? Tell me your thoughts. Hey, sorry. I got my bad, my bad headphones. All right. I'm good that to is, go.
1: That is just fine compared to Austin's internet problems. Some little audio <laughs> breakup we're going to have. It's, it's, it's fine.
12: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a while. Cause, uh, you know, uh, has just been da- down on things ever since the last game I went to was last, uh, the, we played the Suns early in December and it was a great game. And it was the last game i can remember so it's been kind of a doldrums for a while but uh the problem was always that i saw was especially after the Kyrie trade obviously like we couldn't put a single lineup on the floor that could do any of the switching defense stuff we were not in passing lanes we were not bothering anybody in the paint at all you know and so now we have what looks to me like several of those lineups that we can put out with different guys at different stages of the game. And even if we're not just stopping teams for four quarters, we're getting timely stops and it's only one game, but that's a, did we ever get a timely stop in the last 20 games of the season ever? No, or like really
1: the entire season.
12: (laughs) So yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look back two years ago, like when we, the, the Western conference team, like we, we could, when we started the season, it was kind of like, oh, our record was okay, but we didn't feel great. But then when we yeah. looked back by the end of the season, it was like, hey, we were playing pretty good defense. We ended up, what, six, six ranked defense that year. Yeah. So now we're in and, and a middling offense statistically, right? Like 15 or something like that. So now we have those lineups. So that's huge. We, we can actually get stops, and what what, what happened? I mean, at the end of the game. You know, we got two stops, and Luca hits a stupid three, and it's over. You know, like, I mean, that's that's the kind of win we haven't seen in a long time. And uh, so, anyways, uh, Lively with that double double, y'all just talked about it. I think it was I was everybody's talking about in the chat that they posted up on Mavs on Facebook or something about how uh, the last Mavs rookie to do that was Mark Aguirre in '81. Which is a double double in his
1: yeah the, the second year of of Mavs existence <laughs> his
12: team exactly yeah so it's been a while uh, so yeah I mean Lively alone gives gives us hope again like you know like I said I saw that game last year I didn't have any hope for the rest of the season after that and now it's like oh I can look, we can look forward we can talk about things in a positive way like what might happen and uh, you know basically like you know before before preseason or even like after summer league, right? We were all saying, oh, Prosper is going to be the guy that plays earlier, right? Lively is going to be the one that's going to have to figure it out. And well, it looks now like the tables have turned a little bit, right? Like, so we still have have, uh, Prosper to look look forward to, right? Like, no, no I mean,
1: Hardy didn't play either. I mean, there was the Holmes got no minutes, you know, there's yeah. the granted. You know, Hardy. They say uh, on the on the uh, box score it says sprain left ankle, so maybe they just didn't want him to push it. It's like it's nice to know that there's still options.
12: So absolutely, and I mean Grant Williams, like coming in slow start a little bit, but he came in and basically had a textbook Dorian Finney-Smith game that took six or seven years for us to like, expect from him. You know what yep. I mean? That's right. So that's that's huge. Um, Exum didn't really play much, but one thing I didn't hear anybody talking about in the preseason game was. If you just look at his stat line, I mean he was, I think in those three games, 20 minutes a game, I think he had, and he was like seven, seven and seven, like very steady, like a little bit of scoring, a little bit of rebounding, a little bit of assisting. And I think I don't know. I think he's gonna play a factor as the third point guard. You know, when we do need to in the middle of the season get uh get Luca and Kyrie rest. Um, I don't know. I think he's gonna factor in like that. So we'll we'll see. Um, I don't really have a lot else to say except it's huge to win in the in the Hardaway curse that we're trying to win. Well,
1: hey, he kept us alive in the first quarter, and really, there's a secret. There was a much I talked about this in in the, the last show. Um, there's like a secret Jason Kidd curse to start the year. Like he can't win games. He was one in six in his previous seven season openers. So it's like to get a win is big,
12: right? Well, and then, then the hope I found from that is. For us to win this game, shooting what thirty-one percent, thirty something, thirty percent from three. Obviously, Hardaway had to bail us out of that uh, Jason Kidd lineup in the first. But, right. Uh, but but that's it. He didn't. It wasn't him that you know. We didn't really need him to win the game. He just got us back in it early. So we have hope for that as well. That we don't. That there's not that weird stat where Hardaway. You know what I mean? It's so tied to our success. Yep. Um, so I don't know. That's I think that's all I got. I know there's a lot cool. of people want to talk. Good to be appreciate back. you
1: hanging out, Ben. Hope to see you again yeah. this season. All right, man, go Mass. All right, uh, coming up next, my guy Krishna. Krishna, what's up, dude? It's one fifteen in the morning. We're still cooking with gas. What are you thinking?
13: Is it actually?
1: Yes, it is. I didn't even realize. That's fine. I don't. I haven't. I haven't been allowed to sleep <laughs> since my child was born. So.
13: Oh no. How are you, Kirk? I'm good. Otherwise, what's up? I'm good. I missed the first half of this game. And then I, I, I so you only saw, saw the it. fun parts, yeah. I mean, I was glad I didn't watch it from everything that everyone was saying, but I'm happy, Kirk. I, I didn't think I was gonna be happy, you know. I remembered we lost the last two openers pretty well, I guess, in different ways. We lost them in ways that were frustrating, yes, in, in completely different ways. And so, I saw, so-
1: not fun. We got we got owned on national television for uh, I, guess, I was
13: doing. Atlanta. I was doing something else and then I remembered because the only thing I saw before the game started, I only saw the starting lineup and then I just remembered the Dory and Smith post up game. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I love Dory. Look, I love Dory and I was very sad when he got traded, but I just started having like flat. He had, had
1: one post up <laughs> all previous year and he had two in the first half. I remember that that sucked
13: it, that because I didn't see the game. So I was just like imagining that. And so then I came back and I was like it's not horrible, but this is not great. But either way, I was obviously like everyone. I think I was frustrated by the starting lineup, but kind of the thing that I felt was more important and we saw it through the rest of the game is the best players just played the most minutes. Yeah. Um, if you just look at the the minute rotation, and I think it's awesome. Lively, like actually contributing. And, you know, I think everyone is 50-50 on Josh, like depending on where you are. But I think uh, that heater, like that heater three, he just launched up that had like no it had no reason to go in and it went in felt like it felt good for his confidence. And I think there's still positives in that. I think this defense can improve. I think part of it is just putting rotations that make a bit more sense. Like it felt like that starting rotation really stifled any offense and it didn't really provide the defensive stability. I think kid was thinking or expecting, which I I feel like most people would have said that, but you know, it's, it's in the past, you put it away, Right. but what's, What's positive is that, you know, the, the best players played in that final two minute stretch and it clicked on both sides. Like they made the baskets they needed to and then they had the stops that they needed to. And it, it just felt really good to see that things can click. And yes, we don't know where the Spurs are going to be. They're probably not going to be you know a competitive team. But, you know, we had six guys scoring double digits this game, which I, I can't remember the last time that's happened in a Mavericks game. And you just had people contributing in moments where they needed to. Like Grant Williams was surprisingly great on the offensive side of the ball. Like he hesitated at times, but you felt like he grew into the game himself. And, you know, Kyrie was frustrating, I think, for a lot of it. But you saw him get way better towards the end. And then hey, I, think I the mean, shots just story- weren't
1: falling. Like that was all it was. Like he didn't necessarily do. He was he was past the ball. He read no, no. surprisingly well. It just wasn't, you know, it's a different deal.
13: Right. And that's the thing, right? I think that's always what's so frustrating is you can, it's, I think with superstars, we just expect like, oh, they're just going to score and then they not, they don't do anything else. But like you're seeing it nowadays, like a superstar, it's not just about scoring. Like, yes, they're going to usually be your leading scorers, but they can do other things, right? It's why you see Jokic and Luka, they have triple doubles and like, you know, every, every almost all like the top 10 players in this league can average or get close to having a triple double because they do more than just scoring now. Um, yep. There's not as much specialization in terms of you just do this one thing. Right. Players kind of do a little bit more of that. So, but it was good that you know he felt like he got into a rhythm, and I think what was more exciting to me was like Lively grew into the game himself, and you know you heard it with like I think someone was just putting it here. You know Richard Jefferson talking about like yeah I think Lively should be starting, and it it was positive that he grew into the game and he didn't let the, the the mental side of like okay I didn't start like I started these four games I feel like I should be starting how it him and I think to me that was always the positive when I thought we drafted Lively was not yes obviously he's seven foot one you know he's got good defensive skills those are all awesome positives but to me what I felt like was always going to let him project and be better in the NBA was the thing you had seen from his high school and his college shape and even just like the interviews and everything was he's someone who just wants to learn and improve his game and fit the role that he needs to. And, you know, it's not that no rookies do that or that like it's a impossible trait to find or, you know, that rookies who start up bad, never do it, but it's that it's rare for really young, like a 19 year old player to feel that way. And so I think it's positive that he does that. I'm sure there's going to be games where he struggles, but it's really good that he had a great game like this because you know, the reality is he's now faced like an insane lineup of bigs that he could have possibly faced up to this point. And it's, it's positive, right? I think the thing is you got the win and you had positive contributions and the things that were negative are there, but I feel like those are more in control for the Mavericks rather than things that you can't change, right? I think a lot of it is more lineup and rotation dependent rather than, oh, we need this kind of player. Yes, the team can make trades. Yes, they can improve the roster still, but You know, we're not sitting here pulling our hair out going like we have no one who can contribute, no one who can improve the game. And I think that to me is the ultimate takeaway. I don't know what you thought about it. Maybe I'm just rambling on.
1: No, this is great. This is why this is why we have the show. You're allowed to ramble on. Did you? Uh, And I'm glad you had a fun half of of watching. Yeah, it.
13: it was. It was good. I literally once it ended, I forgot. I was like, I didn't even see the first half and I'm this exhausted. I could not imagine people who watched both halves of this basketball game
1: it was a high stress game that's a fact
13: i'm sure i'm sure well i'll let you go kirk because it's already getting late but oh, yeah. have a good talk night. soon.
1: see you next game all right uh we got brent and we got matthew phillips uh waiting brent and matthew are both Mavs, uh money ball contributors so I, I made them wait which i feel bad about but they're both night owls hey brent what's up
3: doing all right man it's what 120 in the morning and we're talking basketball
1: that's right nba is back baby yeah
3: absolutely um you tapped into a little bit of my head cannon earlier when you said that kids started uh, Jones Junior. because of what Doyle wrote. I've got—I really theory. think you did. I've got this theory that he's got like four or five burner accounts on the site. <laughs> it's just all in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I came away from this game thinking about the juxtaposition, and this has been touched on a little bit—the juxtaposition of last year and even though it's just one game, we came out of there going, this McGee thing is just not going to work. And it took another nine games for Kid to figure that out, or at least admit that based on lineup change, but we knew it. Uh, you look, go back and look at the box score from last year, as I was a few minutes ago, uh, Luca had 35, Wood had 25, and I think Dinwiddie had 15. It was a very top-heavy offensive performance but the mavericks were leading in that game and then collapsed at the end and it just had a bitter taste and this game is just there's hope i i remember going to the 0405 opener which is gonna make me sound as was old that's the am. one
1: where we had who was there was a center oh tonight. i'm about to tell you
3: eric dampier's first game with the mavericks that was 0405 okay yeah so my buddy and I go to the game and my buddy's just hollering uh, because of course we had, we had Dirk, but I'm talking about the the middle being guarded uh, up until that point through the Nelly years, we really didn't have the man in the middle. And even though Dan Pierre didn't turn out to be that guy, there was so much hope around that acquisition that he had this put back dunk in the first quarter. And my friend just yells out, Hey, we've got a center now. And that, almost 20 years later is what I was saying as I was watching tonight, as opposed to last year with McGee, we've got a center now. If Lively for some reason had played a second year at Duke, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking about a top three, top five pick at least. The only reason he falls as far as he did is because when you look at how, how he matured over the course of his one season at Duke, he got so much better towards the end. You play it, put another year of film like that out there for NBA scouts you wouldn't have been able to get him for the the 10th or 12th pick. Um, so it's just, it's great to get a win. Yes. Given what's happened the last couple of years, but are we going to look back at tonight at the end of the season or in a few years and say, this was maybe the start of the second phase of Luca's career because of lively. That's the rosier possibility on the timeline here because of, of what he represents in the middle Um, You know, we've been devoid of a center that can be more than one thing. We've been trying to have three or four guys that can be the bullpen, the center rotation. You know, okay, you be the rim runner, you be the shot blocker, you be this, you be that. We finally have a guy as he matures this year. And I was kind of hoping Walker Kessler kind of first year would be amazing. Maybe we get better than that. That would be would be awesome.
1: I'd be, I mean, the Walker Kessler standard, I think, is what I'm shooting for after one game of overhype. Because, uh, I mean, it's like like my friend Ruben was on a little bit ago, and you heard him say, you know, is 10 and 10 too much? Is 10 and 10 too much? And the answer to me is, yeah. Now, do I think it's an, a possibility if he gets the minutes and stays at a foul trouble? But seven and seven is more reasonable, I think, to me. And I think he can do that. And I have no idea what Walker Kessler's numbers are. I should probably look them up. That would make me a better podcast host. But I'm not a very good podcast host. Um, I I just my reasonable expectation is that he he plays well enough to where they win more than half their games. Like I, again, I I turned in my my kind of uh, what did I say today? I said that I think they 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 should win 44 games, 44 and 38 is sort of where I play. Like six games above 500, you know. That, that's where I am. Like, I, I don't have super high hopes for this team yet. Uh, it's one game. But but right now, if you're excited, there's plenty of reason to be.
3: Well, there's reason for optimism, given mm-hmm. how deflated we were after the opener last year, coming off the playoff run. Um, the other thing I was thinking about when you were talking about the, the disingenuous nature of the flack that the Mavericks took from those two games uh, mm-hmm. lately. Year, yeah, I hate it.
1: It makes me mad to this day. I still yell at people about it.
3: Well, I believe if we could peer into an alternate timeline where it wasn't the Mavericks and it was an Eastern Coast team that they, that particular you know, national person holds dear to their heart, I don't think they say the same thing in the media. I think it's anti Cuban bias, anti Maverick bias in general. Um. In my Rangers kind of crossover piece a little while ago, we, we talked about how the Mavericks and the Rangers have never gotten national respect in the way the Cowboys have, even when they're mediocre. And you can hear it in the inflection of ESPN announcers, how they were just rooting for a win win tonight to have that as a talking point, it felt like. Um,
1: it was so awkward because it's like they just decided that was the narrative, and I get why. It, it's, yeah. it's so much of this stuff and you and I've talked about this, but for the inside, for people that really want to know how content stuff works, so much of it is driven by search by literal search. So you like, you go to Google, Google analytics, you see what's popping. You see what people are interested in. And people search for like Victor women. he's, he is. So it, 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 it works.
3: And so it's like, it, they have to do it. It means if it ratings, not the story. Ratings mean money. Absolutely. But one more thing about the, the tanking, the two games last year, you're right about, if the Portland analogy, but I really believe if it was an East Coast team that the Knicks or, you know, or or whoever that they would really want to see in a similar situation be pragmatic, they would be up in arms if that team didn't do what Dallas did last year. I really think it is selective outrage and the a lot of the national types don't understand that. Uh, and I, I wrote about this in, in a piece a few months ago about how this draft In this offseason that was largely based on this draft almost didn't happen because of how close the Mavericks came with their D squad to beating the Bulls at home, which would have been absolute disaster. This almost didn't happen. And that's the dark timeline that was narrowly averted.
1: Well, I'm glad they did. Any other thoughts this evening?
3: No. Thanks, man.
1: All right, we'll talk soon. Brent, you can read Brent's work at MavsMoneyBall.com. He is writing something particularly weird that I'm looking forward to, and I'm not going to spoil it all. Um, coming up next is my guy, Matthew, who is sitting uh, in the dark right now, and he looks like a supervillain. Matt, what's up?
10: Uh, not a lot, yeah. I just I don't in the dark, but I am. Um, so there are three things statistically that I think are pretty interesting relative to that are way different from what the Mavs were last year. Sure. And they are... One pace. Obviously, the Mavs played much, much faster uh, today than they ever did last year. Um, mm. They were one of the slowest teams in the league. They were they played extremely fast tonight. I mentioned it in the slack, um, they seemed to me a very, very concerted effort to get the ball back in after San Antonio buckets. Um, like it was super obvious to me. Um, also, they they focused on offensive rebounds, which has been a non-Mavs thing for a really long time. The Mavericks averaged uh, seven point six offensive rebounds a game last year, and they had thirteen tonight, which is so literally basically doubling what they do normally. Um, and a lot of that was obviously lively as he had five of them. But that is a huge thing. I understand the analytics, um, the analytical argument that offensive rebounds don't correlate with wins um, necessarily. So I get all of that, but it is a way to get extra possessions. And to me, I feel like that's kind of a false equivalency because it's, if you chase offensive rebounds at the expense of getting back in transition defense, then yes, it's a negative thing. But if you try for offensive rebounds when they're there and you get back, then like, and you still make a good effort to get back and everything, then it's fine. And so I do like that they went for offensive rebounds. I thought they mattered a lot. The Mavs getting, the Mavs got 27 shots in the fourth quarter, and the Spurs only got, I think, 18, um, which is a really big deal. A lot of that also, the Spurs had a lot of turnovers. And then the last thing, the Mavs have always been a relatively low assist against team. Um, the opposing teams normally don't have a lot of assist, and I think that's a couple things. One, the math run people off of three-point shots. like That's always been a long-term thing. And a lot of assists are obviously kickouts and things like that. Uh, The Spurs had, I want to say, 33 assists tonight, which is a very, very large number. Um, And I think a lot of that just points to the Mavs defense not really being all on the same page. Like, there were several – there were a lot of times today, and who you blame it on is just a personal preference. Um, It's just, to me, the scheme, like, the guys just weren't kind of dialed in together. Like, they had a lot of trouble navigating screens as a team. And then the other thing is, I mean, with the – With the struggles that they had as far as the team defense and everything, all of that being said, you mentioned kids' struggles in opening games. The biggest thing that I think today is he found the money lineup. This is the fastest Mm. money lineup at any point in his career. Um, The money lineup for this team is going – like I mean, we've we've had some thoughts about it and whatnot and everything. The money lineup for this team is is Luka, Kyrie, Green, Grant Williams, and Derek Lively. That is the money go-to lineup like whatever. I mean, they, the Golden State obviously called it the death lineup. I mean, it's not, sure. it's but what worked is- for the, yeah. it's, it's the best assembled group of pieces. Yeah. And all of, and all of them played, well, actually it's funny. The only one who didn't play at least of uh, those five that didn't play at least nine minutes in the fourth quarter is Luca who played, I think eight fifty eight in the fourth quarter, but he found the money lineup and he found it quickly. And so I do think that's going to help them a lot. And that's gonna be an important thing for them is that he knows where he needs to go. Um, I don't want to set lively up for failure because right. I, he's gonna have some games where he's in foul trouble and it's just not there. But I also I think one last thing, and this would be the last thing I have before I go to um before I get off and let you go to sleep. Um is I got, I got work to do. Yeah, what I what I think for lively that's an important thing to remember is Powell has always been an elite roll man as far as the finishing numbers. Like if you check the play-by-play data and everything, he's always been a uh, you know top 5 or 6% guy in the league as a roller. But he's never had the gravity as far as volume or anything like that that Lively, I think, can have because he's just not as big and he's not as long. And the little T-Rex arms that make him a bad defender also happen on the offense. Lively legitimately looked great there. And what goes with that is – We've always focused on those guys being able to take what Luca gives them. Lively gives some stuff back to Luca, like you mentioned it earlier that Luca got some really good, like a couple of really good looks at the rim that he just hasn't had in the last couple of years because nobody's respect. I mean, yeah, Pal might get a couple dunks, but it hasn't been like it hasn't been a focus of the opposing defense. Right? If you watch today, like there were parts after Derek Lively went full DeAndre Jordan on Breanna Knight when he did that to Zach Collins, like there were points where the Spurs were, I don't want to say quite more focused on Lively than they were on Luca, but they were like equally like one eye on each. And that is a massive change and important development for him. If he can keep that going and it could be really good for Luca.
1: I I couldn't be more excited because it makes it just the Mavericks offense. If it's going to be, I make this, reference like once every fourth podcast but if i'm going to like what what was the coach's name harold boone from remember the titans where he's like describing the veer offense where he said herman boone Boone, where he's like you know it's 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 like novocaine given enough time it always works kind of what the argument is for a downhill luka pick and roll with the strong with a, a strong dive man and corner shooters like it's just at a certain point you you it you cannot defend it. Uh, you are just hoping people miss, and that's about the best you and I. The Mavericks played such they made it complicated on themselves last few years just because they haven't enough guys that, that can do multiple things. Um, I mean, the peak of it, if we're if we're honest, was the was the the bubble offense with Porzingis, where things were really humming, and and I think this has an opportunity to, to be that, that level of offense. I'm, I'm excited.
10: Yeah. And it's, and part of that is at that time, that was Porzingis being an elite vertical threat. Like that was one of the few times where they were allowing him to be used that way. And there's just guys in the NBA don't want to be on viral. They don't want to be the negative no. viral moments. Like nobody wants to be, you know, I, I mentioned it like Zach Collins is, he's not going to be super thrilled that he got done. I mean, he actually played really well today, Yeah, but like they, they don't like being that guy. And, you know, it's it's something that you try to take away from. And like I said, it's – it also – it sorts – every everything fits super well with that lineup. You know, it's going to be high-volume offense from Luka and Kyrie. Um, they can flow into some pick-and-rolls with Lively. Lively is going to rim-run. He's going to rim-run hard. He's going to set a lot of screens. And he's a surprisingly good passer from there. And then Grant Williams is going to stand in the corner and shoot – and be extremely willing to shoot up in threes – he uh, he did put, have the travel on the one three that he that he uh, hesitated on, but other than that, man, like and you obviously I was lower on Grant than everybody else, but he was super aggressive as far as taking the open looks, and that matters. And then Green is just Green. He's going to do some wacky stuff. He's going to get you some offensive rebounds. He's going to slap and do. He's basically just going to fill in wherever the gaps are. And so that's why that lineup just makes sense. And it's been a long time since the Mavs have a lineup one through five that makes sense. And other than Kyrie, they're all incredibly young. So we have to look forward to for a long time. That's right. Matt, thanks so much for staying up late and hanging out with us.
1: All right. All right. You can read Matt. Uh, he wrote the um, the podcast. I'm sorry, podcast. He wrote the stats post, uh, the, the three stats you need to know to help explain this game over at Mavs Moneyball. It is up live right now. There is also the recap that I wrote. And then a guy, Matt Martinez, new to the site, wrote about Derek Lively's debut those three things are up on the site right now. Along uh, and then, if you check back in the morning, uh, those of you who are listening on podcast have already seen it. Josh Bow wrote uh, an article that is about the Mavericks and clutch time. There's a lot of things going on at Madison Moneyball. Please be sure to check it out. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please consider subscribing. We do these after every game. Uh, we went a longer than I, I would, you know, love to stick about a half hour to 45 minutes most nights. But if you guys want to talk, we're going to keep talking. Thanks so much for hanging out. I really love doing the show. Love the community uh give me a subscribe if you haven't done that yet uh and we will talk more on friday when the dallas mavericks play their second game who do they play i should know this this is this is a good thing for me to know oh yeah they played their home uh debut against the spurs the return of dorian finney smith and spencer uh so that'll be uh that'll be emotional um all right guys thanks much and we will talk soon everybody have a great night